watch movie-based or video games. Think to yourself, this is kind of strange. Mario is British. Luigi's Latino. Cuba's played by a goddamn weirdo. Well, that's video games and movie. Video games and movie. Video games and movie. Podcast. Yeah. Let me get my... Um, notes, notes, and boats, and notes. All right. Yeah, it is. All right. Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique New York. All right, I'm ready. The Human Torch was denied a loan at the Bank of America today. All right. Um, <laughs> Anchorman, guys. All right, I've been recording. We'll just add all that in because it's funny. Um. Hey guys, this is another episode of Video Games of the Video Movie. Games the movie. <laughs> and it's been a while. Sorry, Christmas and all. We get kind of busy. We weren't able to record. Um, we promised you an episode about Man vs. Snake a while ago. This is that episode. Now, uh, if you're not familiar with the show, what we do is we talk about a movie based on or related to video games. And we just kind of gab about it for 30 minutes tell you, you know, what we thought about it. So... Man vs. Snake, James. This is a documentary about a man who is very unfortunately named Timothy McVeigh. And we're, <laughs> we're not talking about the guy that blew up the Oklahoma, uh, you know, man. I, mm-hmm. I, I live close to Oklahoma City, James. I went, I've been to the museum. If you walk out of that thing, like, not crying, then you're probably some form of demon. It is... <laughs> gut-wrenching they have a whole section sitting there that is still like they, they just basically put plexiglass around part of the building and it's still as it was um mm. the day of the bombing and you just see the like i mean they took out the bodies and stuff but you just see you know and they mm-hmm. left everything sitting there people's you know discarded items purses and stuff and it's just like wow the damage of this thing and you watch videos and stuff and uh it's it's chilling. It really is. Uh, what a terrible man that Timothy McVeigh was. But this guy's not so bad. Outside of being like, eh, okay, how how would you describe the guy, James? I don't want to be mean. You know, he looks like he could be the poster child for like. Uh, well, I think if a McDonald's after. Has anyone seen the Simpsons comic book guy? Exactly. We're looking at comic book guy. You are looking at comic book. I mean, he's one hundred percent. And, and to his credit, the guy looks like he's inactive as fuck. Like, he looks like he just lives in a lazy boy. He's really not, though. It shows him throughout the documentary. Mm-hmm. He's on a bike, and he's booking it. You know, he's not breathing hard when he's doing so. So the guy's in shape. It's just his shape happens to be old and round. And he's like, you know, this guy is, like I said, he's he's probably mid-40s or so. If, if that Maybe even 50s, right? And his, yeah. one, his one claim to fame, other than uh, the unfortunate name... Is that way back in the day there was this game and it was called Nibbler, right? And don't don't be ashamed if you've never heard of Nibbler because I never fucking heard of Nibbler either. I I wasn't mm-hmm. aware it was a game, right? But if you remember those old Nokia phones back in the day, the ones you like you could put up drywall with, James, they had that one game yes. on there and it was called Snake. And the whole Snake. point of the game was you would like collect these dots and go around a maze. And as you did so, you would get longer and longer. Your snake would become bigger and bigger, and you were trying not to bite your own tail, right? As oh, yeah, I would touch yourself. 
Because if you touch yourself, the snake is poisonous and it will kill you. You know, it's, there are no enemies mm-hmm. outside of yourself. But you keep getting bigger as you're going through these mazes. And it's, it's a very simple but cool game, right? Well, this guy, when he was mm-hmm. a kid, would spend countless hours at this arcade uh, playing Nibbler. And there was this challenge by the makers of Nibbler that anyone that got to, what was it, a billion points? Yeah, it was the first game to have that uh, ninth digit, right? Or right, digit. right, right. It was the only yes. one, or the original one, to, to, to have that. And they said the first person that actually broke a billion points uh, would be awarded uh, a machine of their own. A nibbler machine. So this kid, child Timmy McVeigh, uh, again, not the one that blew up the Oklahoma City. Anyway. Um, <laughs> He decides that he's going to do this, and he just trains and trains and trains. And by trains, I mean he plays countless hours of Nibbler at this arcade, the very famous, um, gosh, uh, Twin Galaxies arcade, which is famous because the guy that ran it, Walter Aldo Day, he was the the guy that started keeping records for... Um, for video games, period. And it's still kind of at the forefront of keeping records for a lot of these things, for Guinness and other other people and stuff. Uh, basically, if you have a high score in a game, um, you send it in to him, it has to be verified through their people whether or not you use some kind of hack or cheat or whatever. And then once it's verified, you become the next record holder. Well, this guy was doing it in the very store with the guy that kept these records. So it was verified, and he broke the billion. And he was awarded his machine, you know, and to put in perspective, breaking a billion on this game, it's not something you can do in a day, you know, uh, you can't just like decide you're going to do this. You have to be well rested because it takes, what, what do they say? Like 40, 46 hours, 44 hours, 44, 45, 40, yeah, just to get, excuse me just to get to the uh, the billion mark, right? Um, that mm-hmm. is if you play flawlessly. And so, yeah, you're standing at the machine for two days, and the way they're able to kind of get up and go, you know, piss or shit or whatever it is you have to do is you can gain enough lives in the game to where you can just kind of get up and walk away from the son of a bitch for however long necessary, you know. Uh, hopefully not too long because you your snake will just go around in a circle by itself but eventually uh you'll lose a life and as then it'll do it again and yeah it's it's something you don't want to step away from the machine too many times so he was able to do it and they uh they show kind of these cheesy animations that they did which were actually kind of cool and they did this whole backstory where he didn't think he could do it and then his mom gave him some uh mac and cheese and that was like what helped him out or something i don't know it was silly and it comes up at the end of the movie too when he uh, anyway the whole the whole thing is on this is he held the record for like 28 years except that he didn't because there's this other guy in like what Spain Madrid or something yeah, Italy Italian kickboxer who breaks the record, but since no one was there to verify it, uh, Twin Galaxies decided not to recognize it as a uh, as an actual playthrough. Which is fucking bullshit. And this is something that Walter yeah. Day does a lot: is he protects the people he likes. You'll see mm-hmm. it in uh, Billy Mitchell a lot. He protects the people he likes and like questions the shit 
out of anyone else. Like if you watch uh, King of Kong, which is another video that features prominently Walter Day, Billy Mitchell and stuff, like the whole film, like he's questioning Steve Wiebe, like, well, I don't think maybe, you know, the video quality on this isn't so good or whatever, whatever. And then when Billy Mitchell beats Steve Wiebe's record, the next day, there's actually a point in his video that glitches out and then comes back in. He's and Walter Day's like, "Oh no, that's fine." Just kind of glosses it over. It's like, well, yeah, you know, he definitely protects the people he likes, and I believe he likes uh, Tim McVeigh. Doesn't even know this Italian kid wants the record to stay here in the states, so he doesn't recognize that guy's record, which is just bullshit. But anyway, according to yeah. him, uh, his record has stood for 28 years until it didn't this jackass comes around um he's kind of a famous record breaker he just randomly breaks some of these old records and stuff and he breaks this 28 year old record of nibbler and this kind of gets this guy who literally hasn't played games outside of like you know home gaming uh for you know 20 plus years he's not any he's unlike billy mitchell he is no longer a professional gamer right in fact he got rid of his nibbler machine that they awarded him. He sold it for like 50 bucks. You know, he, he mm -hmm. so now they're making this documentary on him because he's wanting to come out of retirement, so to speak, and get his edge back and stuff. And throughout this documentary, they're following him trying to do so. And he just constantly fails. The first one is him and another gamer whose name escapes me, but he's a real asshole to me. I did not like this guy. He came across as just like the sleaziest of the sleaze. You know the guy I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't remember his name either. It's driving me nuts. It's, I have the, the I pulled up the cast list. Is it does Dwayne Richard ring a bell or that could be it? Like that could be it. They showed a picture of this guy's house, and it looks like he lives in a cave. Yeah, basically, like, it, it was weird. Like. There was really, like, dirt and stuff, like, in his house. Like, it, it might have been, like, his basement that they just, like, dug out and never finished. I don't know. Uh, but it was, it was weird This stuff. guy creeps me the F out, basically. And he works at a arcade yeah. place. And they even had, like, video of when he was a kid. Like, apparently he was the kid to beat back in the 70s. He was actually, in those circles, very famous. And he holds several world records and stuff. And he and Tim McVeigh, they both want to make a run at beating the record and they decide to go to what is it uh was it san diego comic-con or was it it was it was I one of those san diego. i think i think it was like in canada wasn't it wasn't oh, it like in ontario canada it may have been and then they, they compete head to head yeah and uh they go they tried to make it like a big event but you could tell like in this documentary like no one really cared no one gave no one was gathered around watching <laughs> watching nibbler being played i mean who is uh, going to watch two old men at this point play a game that can be that can fit on a phone that is considered retro you know it's <laughs> it's it's not a good game it's just not you know i would it wouldn't hold my attention for more than a minute and a half and these guys are going to have to play it for 48 hours plus but they're you know they're showing the documentary tim and his wife which this comic book guy got married and his wife other than being like somewhat overweight is actually like way hotter than he is you know she's not hot don't get me wrong don't watch this movie and be like oh blaine J thinks she's hot she's not okay i'm just saying for this guy he he's really he's reaching for apples he's grabbing for the stars this you know because he, he should not be with her but um anyway Lucky guy, I guess. He, he's got a good personality. She seems to really have a good personality, too. Really supports him. She's a very loving and good wife, if it wasn't for her. Uh, anyway. Um, 
so he's he's playing against this other guy. He's taking frequent bathroom breaks. The other guy is just not. He's just standing there, just boss hogging it. And after what about fourteen hours, our the guy that I don't like, Evil Man. I don't remember his name. Um, yeah, he his machine just like boots out, right? Freezes. Yeah. Yeah, it glitches. Because they basically they had to build nibbler machines for these guys out of like other old machines because nibbler machines just aren't everywhere. But they do share boards with other type of machines and stuff. So they built like these they built quote unquote these nibbler machines for them to play on. And yeah, his like he accidentally his, kicks it or he something. built his own. He built his or he like brought his own parts for his because that, oh, that comes cool. up later later on in mm-hmm. the. In the movie, but yeah, he, he brought his own parts, put his own parts in, and his freezes um, during the competition. So he's out. And then the other, Tim McVeigh, our hero, he goes for what, maybe 30 hours or something like that? I forget. I'm not sure he that long. He just has a little temper tantrum and storms off. I know. Just, just gives up. And I'm like, what is, what are you doing here? He, he reminded me of me. I do this shit all the time where, like, the emotions get the better of me. And I throw my little hissy fit. Five minutes later, I'm fine. It usually happens when I'm tired or low blood sugar. And I'm thinking this guy, if he's not diabetic, is borderline diabetic. He definitely looks the part. Mm-hmm. And um, when my blood sugar gets low and I'm tired, I'm just a little cranky, little just evil man. And that's, yeah, that's the same thing goes for this guy. And uh, he's just like, I'm done. I quit. And his wife's like, okay, you sure you don't want okay. you know, She's trying to be supportive. He does not want any part of it. And, yeah, so he doesn't make it. And then, what, some months go by, and he gets a call from Jackass, who says, hey, I beat your record, bitch, or whatever. And he's like, okay. And then this guy comes to his house, signs his Nibbler machine with his top score, a billion, 200,000, whatever, whatever. And you're like, oh, man, this is, what is this guy, man? You know, that's, that's not cool, but whatever. I guess it was all in camaraderie, but then it come, they, they review the tapes. They give them the record, but then they're reviewing the tapes, and they're like, something seems a little odd. It seems like it's running yeah. a little fast. So then mm-hmm. they go in, and they check his boards, and they find that one chip on his board is, like, malfunctioning, and it's causing the nibbler machine to run a little faster than normal. And as such, you think, oh, well, faster means harder. Well, no, faster means he doesn't have to stay up as long to hit a billion. Because two hours of staying up, or rather, 48 hours staying up playing a game is a lot different than 42 even. You know, once you start getting in that two-day mark, you're starting to go, and... They they kind of don't accuse him of cheating, and some people are giving him the benefit of the doubt. I'm kind of in the camp that uh, this guy was cheating, right? He was trying to get the record. He, he was cheating, so I'm guessing he was. He knew, he knew about it. He claims he didn't, but he knew. I mean, that's the thing. This guy works at an arcade place. Like, he works on these machines day in and day out. And he says, I don't know anything about that. It's like, no, you bullshit. This is your job. This is literally what you do for, this is your vocation. You're not going to tell me you didn't know, whatever. But anyway, before they can take the record away from him, he's just like, I'm just going to take it off the record books because if there's any kind of discrepancy, I don't want to be remembered for, just a bunch of hogwash to me. The guy was backpedaling. He got caught. Whatever. So McVeigh, he tries a couple more times, I believe. Uh, to beat this record. 
each time resulting in a little hissy fit like you described mm-hmm. when he storms off in front of his friends and his wife and yeah which is that which i am you know, 40 40 hours no sleep I, I get it maybe but you know you're also being filmed here man come on you gotta hold. I, I i guess and and that's the thing like his friends are all around and they're like oh this is incredible you know what you're doing here and stuff and each time he's in no danger really of dying he's got a lot of dudes he could still beat the record but he just doesn't no he walks away like a little baby and i don't it's not played for drama or anything like he's legitimately trying to do this and fails but then finally the last time he goes to try it he uh he gets back to his hissy fit mode and he's streaming this online and apparently like thousands of people are watching them. You know, I didn't hear about it at the time, but apparently it was a big deal. And yeah, he, uh, he's starting to fail and his wife goes and makes him some macaroni and cheese, just like his mom did. Yeah. You know? And he eats it and suddenly he feels better, which lends credit to my theory that this guy is a diabetic. You know, it's like, blood sugar getting low he's getting to be a cranky puss put something on your stomach he's like i didn't even know i was hungry no because you're focused on this game you know i get the same way i'll be working at work and i'll be just going whole hard you know out and all of a sudden i'm like feeling like you know i just i just want to quit this job fuck this place i hate everything you know and i just i get in one of those moods that i get into and i'm like okay blaine stop what you're doing eat some bread get a candy bar something in you and all of a sudden i feel fine so I'm thinking he has a similar affliction that I do when he gets on the low blood sugar or whatever. Then he eats it. He beats the record. zippity doo da, zippity a. As soon as he fucking beats it, what does Walter Day do for the Italian guy, James? He then suddenly recognizes that guy as a legitimate playthrough, so he awards this guy like second place or third place, whatever he like he has at this point. And I'm like, that's the biggest piece of bullshit in the world. That, I mean, the guy was really great. Like he was grateful and 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 accepted it really nicely and stuff. And what a cool guy and polar opposite this Italian guy is to Tim McVeigh. He's like very in shape. Like as you said, he's a kickboxer. He doesn't look his age at all, and he's. Mm-mm. He's just very cool about the fact that, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, this other guy, you know, is recognized as having uh, <clears throat> the record, even though I've had it for years and years. He was given a key to his city, won a Nibbler machine. They're making a documentary about him. <clears throat> when in truth, after Tim, you know, beats the ne- next record, Walter suddenly recognizes him. So in truth, the record was held for 28 years by this guy. So I kind of feel for that guy. But they do induct him into the uh, Twin Galaxies Hall of Fame. They make a playing card for him and stuff, which is, I mean, that's all really cool stuff. I mean, finally he does get, you know, his recognition of that. Way too late. Way Way too late. Yeah, a little bit. But then as the credits are rolling on this film, they show that Tim McVeigh's record didn't stand very long. It was beaten by this guy, and then that was beaten by this guy, and then then blah, 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 blah. I don't even know who the record is held by at this point. At the end of the documentary, Tim was, like, number three or four on the list. Like, he was way down. Yeah. So, because of the hype that the film, or the documentary, rather, was creating, a lot more people came out of the woodwork to actually try and beat it. A lot younger crowd, people that have a lot more stamina than, you know, an aging, uh, overweight potentially diabetic man but that's that's essentially in a nutshell uh 
Man vs. Snake. I don't, I don't really know what else to say about it. It was a great documentary. There are other documentaries that uh, follow these guys. You can watch, um, and we'll probably talk about it at some point, James. Uh, and we'll watch. King of Kong. Yeah, King of Kong and uh, Chasing Ghosts is another one that I really mm-hmm. recommend. It's about these same guys, these guys from the 70s era, the golden age, if you will, of video mm-hmm. gaming, uh, that are still all very much active in video gaming today, or at least the majority of them are. And some of them lead very normal, cool lives, and some of them are like the saddest individuals that you will meet, like Mr. Man that lives in apparently a dirt house or whatever. Like, that, that's yeah. you, man. Fucking creepy. <laughs> Dirt house, yes. He lives in a mud hut. I don't know, man. And, mm-hmm. and you'll notice in, uh, I think it's King of Kong, uh, there's a guy very similar to that that lives in like a one-bedroom apartment and it is like lined wall-to-wall with just cages of animals like snakes and spiders and all this stuff. And he literally sleeps on the floor, um, which looks like it's piss-soaked and this guy has like one outfit now. And uh, just tries to play Atari all day and break records still, you know, and it's like some of these guys are just sad, you know, and they make me feel a lot better about my collecting, what have you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I think that's, mm-hmm. how, how long have we been recording, James? I think that's a full episode, isn't it? Oh, about 22 minutes. I'll, I'll just round it out. It's a, it's, it's a pretty good, uh, it's a pretty good little documentary. Like I didn't think I was going to like it, and the next thing, I, was, I thought, well, I'll start it, see how it goes, and bam, next thing you know, I've watched the entire thing, and I'm like, huh, that's pretty good. And you think about it for a while, and you're like, that's kind of kind of sad in some ways, too, though, too, and then you're, and I'll tell you, the guy, um, you, didn't, you, 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 barely, you touched on him, the guy that's um, in King of Kong, Billy Mitchell, uh, who, who beats, yeah, that guy also was kind of a creep, like in his own different way, you, you already talked about it, but I was like, you know, he Ugh. is over the top, dude. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it, some, some part of me respects him. Like even in this, <laughs> in this documentary, when they show at the beginning, <clears throat> like the achievements people have reached, like they show Billy Mitchell, like at, represented as like Mount Everest on this, you know, thing. And like, they list that he was the first one to ever beat Pac-Man, uh, with a perfect score. And that's true. But as I think I've talked to you about this before, if you watch chasing ghosts, they talk to the other, these other guys, other professional gamers, and they all defy, devise the way to be able to beat Pac-Man, the original Pac-Man, with a perfect score. They all figured it out around the same time collectively as a group, this group of like four guys or whatever. And they decided to, uh, to all do it on the same day, to hold a competition and see who could do it the fastest that day or whatever. And that way, since they collectively figured it out, they would all get the award of being first. And so they set a day aside, and then Billy Mitchell went and did it like two days before. Yeah. Which, great. Really nice guy. Really cool guy. Really class act there. And, yeah, everything you watch with him is is like that. He just comes across as a real sleazeball. Um, now, you do have to respect his skill. I've seen him play a lot of these games, and I am kind of amazed by it. Um, but, like... He's very old school in the way he does stuff. He's very methodical. And uh, like some of these newer players have figured out ways to play these old games in a different way. And he's very much adamant that his way is the best way and doesn't want to look at like other ways and stuff. That was very prevalent in King of Kong where he and Weeby were going back and forth. Weeby figured out a new way to be able to accumulate points faster. And he does. He did an old method called like circling or something like that where, uh, yeah, anyway... 
he's very condescending to other players and very not accepting of them. But at the same time, he's very um, uplifting towards the people that he likes and he tries to like help and support people that he actually appreciates like Tim McVeigh in this video. He's calling Tim and giving him support and stuff and Walter is yeah. certainly... Well, um, it's, it's a little cringeworthy though, because during that, that competition they were having in Ontario or wherever, like he was like, "If I could only talk to Tim, if I could only talk to, him, I can give him the encouragement he needs to complete it." And it's like he's just trying to backhandedly take credit for like Tim's win now. And yeah, it's it, weird. It, it basically is what it came across to me as well. Is this guy is just yeah, he's everything has to be centered on him at all times. Mm -hmm. And Walter gives into that a lot. He really plays up uh, the abilities of Billy Mitchell and like really feeds him into his ego and stuff. And Walter's a great guy, don't get me wrong. But part of me think Walter's, I don't know, you meet these guys throughout life, you know, that like they're, they're good guys, but they want to come across, and I guess we all do it to an extent, but they, they want to come across as being so much more than what they really are. And Walter goes yeah. across as that. Like, he, he was important to video gaming early on and such, but, like, he always is trying to talk himself up. And there's a scene in Man vs. Snake where he's talking about when he was a young man, he could uh, easily bench press 300 pounds. And they show a picture of him <laughs> yeah. with his shirt off. No, you couldn't. No. No, sir. Yeah. No, you couldn't. You know, I, I used to... I used to uh, work out quite a bit, you know. I I would get get to gym five days a week back in the day, and uh, you know I'm I'm six four, so bench was always weak for me. I've got big long arms. Well, so is Walter Day. He's kind of a tall guy, lanky, yeah. lanky tall guy, and skinny, really skinny. And I only at the height of my benching and stuff, you know, I could. Uh, bench about 240 250 pounds is what i would work out with and i i looked way bigger than him you know like and more muscular <laughs> this guy is i mean and he ended up like in india or something like that yeah. right trying to find like the dolly i don't know the dolly Lama. And, you know i didn't he buy into that either <laughs> he got into peyote or something but he overcame it which is a good thing you know i applaud that but yeah. his, his story is kind of itself could be its own little uh documentary I right think, and there needs to be there needs to be a walter day documentary and in king of kong like he at the end of it he said he was gonna forget about some of this uh, video game stuff and pursue a music career and he like plays you a little bit on guitar and it's fucking terrible and then yeah. uh, it he like sends in his referee shirt to the smithsonian uh to to hopefully be recognized or whatever and they they're trying they send to send it back yeah basically <laughs> Basically, yeah, he's he's yeah. not on display, and again, he's important to video games, but not to the extent that yeah. he wants to believe. Yeah. Same with Billy Mitchell and such. It's like, okay, guys, and yeah, if you watch Chasing Ghosts, like there's this black dude that basically, back in the day, he invented a uh, a method to do Pac-Man, like, and had like all these sheets of paper and stuff on like exactly which way to move when and do. I mean, everything just detailed out. And uh, he was very, very good Pac-Man. One of the, like, back in the day, apparently, he was, like, so much better than Billy. It used to frustrate Billy. And then he got out of gaming. And then he came to some con. And uh, he, he had just got off, like, a nine-hour flight. And he was going to attempt to uh, kill screen Pac-Man, him and some others. And the first thing that happened when he, he walked into the place and he had just got off the flight was Billy Mitchell was waiting for him, handed him a quarter and said, 
you think you can kill screen it? Why don't you do it on this? And the guy was like, well, I'm pretty tired and I literally haven't played the game in 10 years or more, but okay. And he clunks in the quarter and he does kill screen it off it. <laughs> and, wow. Yeah, and Billy, like, again, the fact that he would come up and give him, here, try it with this. You know, he was just being an asshole, you know. He was wanting the guy to try and fail knowing he'd be tired and just off, you know, no practice whatsoever. Yeah, but the guy did it anyway and just kind of rubbed it in his face a little bit there, and I, I liked that. But, you know, it is whatever. These these guys, again, they like to think of themselves as so much more important than what they really are, and that's fine. Uh, Walter Day's cool. He wished me a happy birthday one year on Facebook. I thought wow. that was pretty cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're friends on Facebook, and I was like, yeah, I took a picture of it. I was like, Walter Day, but, you know me geeking out a little bit about a guy but anyway I, i'd like to meet him and one of these days i'm sure yeah. i will walter's getting up there in age he's what like he's got to be pushing 80 but uh billy's still pretty young but uh anyway yeah that's that's all i really i, I tried to pat it a little bit at the end there that's all i really want to talk about a man versus snake it, yeah. if, if it sounds interesting to you it's on netflix right now it's a pretty cool movie you know it's a it's a lot better than uh than some of the stuff we've watched for this show and if you want to reach if you want to reach you want, you want to talk about uh, Tina McVeigh a little bit more? Who? <laughs> Tim's wife. <laughs> oh, is that her name, Tina McVeigh? Tina McVeigh? I just looked that up. <laughs> no, I you talked about her so much. I don't know if you want to circle back. And, hey, uh, man, like I said. Give her a shout like, out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I said. Okay. Don't don't everyone start laughing and writing in when you watch this documentary and say, oh, Blaine's into the big girls. You know, I don't mind a big girl. <laughs> don't get me wrong. It does not bother me. She's a little bigger. She's not hot. But compared to comic book guy, when I first saw her, I went, really? Are you, what? You know, I couldn't believe it because she, compared to him, she's like a solid on the, like, 40 plus scale. She's probably a five, right? Comic book guy. I think you got to think for her. Yeah. It's for the way to take my breath away. I is for the way I like it when you take my breath away. N is for no one else takes my breath away. And A is for asthma, that is a disease that takes people's breath away. Maybe. Comic book guy is like a two. You know, it just, it didn't make sense, but a lot of relationships don't. And and on top of her being, like, not unattractive, because she's not particularly attractive, but she's not ugly. She, uh, she's, like, so supportive and awesome towards Tim. And it's just like, how did this guy luck out and get someone like that? You know? Anyway. Lucky guy. And Tim, I hope you're Mm -hmm. listening. I'm sorry you're a two. I'm sorry I described your wife as a five. But, I mean, you guys are in your mid-40s. What do you expect? Um, Yeah, no, I don't want to talk about Tina McVeigh anymore. God damn. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, if you want to contact us. Tim, we still recognize you. Oh, God damn. We still recognize you as the guy that holds the Nibbler record. We don't care about these other people. Oh, yeah. Right? True enough, true enough. You're on our show. You're you're the leader. I'm going to get off here. I'm going to send a friend request to Tina McVeigh on Twitter. Um... (laughs) Good. You can find me at Twitter at RetroKel. That's K H E L. You can find James at J Mill Holland. Uh, you can also contact us at 
I'm at SimmonBelmont at Outlook.com. James is at GoodBuddyJames at Gmail.com. You can find either of those emails in any number of other ways uh, to contact us at RetroGameCore.com. That's core spelled C-O-R-P-S. Uh, let's see. You need to check out our friends at the RPG Show. You need to check out our friends Terra and Lightning at the Retro RPG Roundup. You need to check out Playing With Power with Mike King and the Gang. Uh, what am I forgetting, James? Oh, Derek and Don. Check out their show, definitely, and our other show, Is It Worth It?, which is a part of their podcast called uh, yeah. The Retro RPG Podcast, right? And if you want to uh, check out the RPG show website, it's a great website to learn about wigs. Well, true, but if you go to The RPG Show... <laughs> You will find a series of forums and a link to go to uh, an app called Discord. Uh, you can join their forums. James and I are a member of the forums there. I talk on there almost every day, so you can reach me there. I'd give out my home phone number if I thought you'd call. I'm just kidding. Anyway, until then, keep it retro. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Can't forget her the moment you have met her. Your heart will never ever be the same. Tina, Tina, nobody else but Tina. That's the little lady's name. gone and kissed her give up you can't resist her your thoughts will wear her picture like a friend Tina Tina nobody quite like Tina that's the little lady She'll merely smile And in a twinkling You'll swear that smile Contains a star Before that smile You had no inkling How much in love Time for angels. I've found someone more than just divine. Tina, Tina, no, sir, you can't have Tina. Tina is mine, oh, mine. Oh